photo I'm gonna get to know you better this Christmas and as we trim the tree how much fun is gonna be together this Christmas the What is up? What is going on today? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling out there? This your boy Daydrin, and this is the Couch Potato Podcast. We're on episode 13. Man, I'm so excited. I hope you are too. So much to talk about. Um, and I'ma just it's it's a lot. Casey Goodwin got killed over having a sandwich in his pocket. Um Coach at uh, Alabama, he used to be the coach at Buffalo, calls out Coach K, Mike Chazeski, for people who don't know who Coach K is. And obviously, you know, the NFL, man, what a crazy week. College college football, a uh, couple of upsets. You know, shout out to them Tigers of LSU. And, you know, go talk basketball, things like that. So, I'm just going to dive right into it. I hope y'all ready. Again, I'm ready. I'm excited. It's Monday. And hey, it's, a, it's another day in paradise. And if you're alive and breathing, that means it's a good day. No matter where you are in the world. So what is everybody looking forward to this holiday season? Me, probably I, cause, because I could probably have to work. Um, but, you know, obviously spend time with my family. The, the, the few that, you know, we can gather with. You know, because hey, it's you know this COVID has everybody, even with the vaccine. Um, my thoughts on it, I'm probably not gonna take it. I don't trust it. You know, I'd rather let everybody else take it first, but nobody in my household is gonna take it. At least, at least they're not taking it without my knowledge. Anyway, so other than that, um, I'm looking forward to you know just obviously watching movies, drinking hot chocolate. Um, because I'm a I'm a father now. Christmas is not always about, well, it's not about me because I am a father. Of, it's always about the children. And granted, they all know why we celebrate Christmas because it's the birth of Jesus Christ. Not about what's under the tree, but who hung on the tree. Can I get an amen to that? So, um, yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Drinking hot chocolate, watching some movies or TV shows. And stuff like that. So, college basketball who's contending who's pretending um it ain't a lot of teams that i believe that's contending and it ain't a lot of teams that i believe that's pretending but you know it you know we're just gonna i'm gonna just give y'all some names gonzaga looks like every bit of being the number one seed and they probably will end up being the number one overall seed in the in the big dance when it comes hopefully in march um, Baylor looks good too. Iowa looks good. Iowa Luca Garza is every bit as advertised. Like I was on the fence about him because that's like they're putting so much hype into this guy and he hasn't done anything. I mean, yeah, he's playing against college people, you know, but you know, watching him play against North Carolina and I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Um, in a few minutes, but just watching them, I'm like, wow, because North Carolina got some big men. Um, also, Villanova, I watched them play. They came back and beat Georgetown. U of H looked good. Can can they win it all? They probably can. They have a good de- uh, defense over there. UNC, I believe they have a chance to that they, they have a chance to win it all. And of course, Kansas um, are definitely contenders. Those are my contenders. There's in no particular order. I just named these teams, although they're based off their rank. 
um, they're, they're not in no particular order. Um, I just named them all because of their rank. It wasn't based on, you know, who's number one, who's number two. Because Gonzaga, Baylor, and Iowa, and Villanova could easily be number one, you know, number one overall seed. And they probably will be. So who's pretending? Um, <laughs> as much as I hate to say this, it's Duke is definitely pretending. Um, Duke doesn't have that roster that 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 says, okay, we, we, we can compete for a national championship. They don't have that roster this year. They don't have a Jaleel Okafor or uh, Tyus Jones, Quinn Cook, or Grayson Allen, or Justice Winslow. They, they don't have those players. Grant Hill. I mean, they have some five-star recruits, but, you know, with, with, with recruiting, it's almost just like, you know, for the NBA, like you have to find people that mesh well together. I mean, yeah, you want to get the top prospects. That's always good. But, however, you know, can they fit? Can they mesh? And Duke is just not it this year. It's no, I mean, it's no big deal, but that's one of the teams that I, I believe is pretending. Also, Virginia. Um, that was about this talk about them being able to score, but we know that Virginia's defense is going to travel. So, but their offense has always been a concern, even though they won the national championship a couple of years ago. Um, Kentucky, for right now, I say they are pretending. But give them some time. John Calipari is going to have them boys ready. To me, also, Texas, I think I think they're pretending. I mean, Shaka Smart, I guess him growing his hair out has been somewhat of a difference for the team because they're they playing a lot better on defense than in the past. But they get into one of those drops when you're watching them play and they can't score a bucket. And, you know, the name of the game is outscore your opponent. You can play all the defense you want because we all do know defense travels. But when, you, when you're able to put the ball in the bucket or you need a bucket from somebody, I don't just I don't see Texas doing that. Also Memphis, you know, no knock on Penny Hardaway, but I'm just not sold. I mean, and maybe, maybe it could change. I and mean, honestly, all these pretenders could change. I don't see the contenders changing. So each team that I named as a pretender got to go against one of these teams that's contending, especially Duke and Virginia. You you, you got to see North Carolina. So that's that. Also, um, <clears throat> a coach at uh, Alabama right now, he just became the coach of Alabama a couple of years ago by the name of Nate Oates, calls out Coach K because of the non-conference schedule. Now, I'm sorry. If you're a coach and you're trying to call out another coach, make sure your resume is up to par. Nate Oates, who is he? That's that's what we all want to know, right? Who is Nate Oates? Well, he coached at Buffalo in the in the MAC conference. So who who who's the team in the MAC conference that's worth talking about? Oh, Buffalo. They they got a good football team. You know, they they run it back is the big man on campus there. So, but basketball. Mm, he he's an up and coming coach, and he he his record is one fifteen and fifty nine, with zero national titles. Coach K got almost twelve hundred wins, five national titles. And the the only team worth mentioning that's in the MAC is Northern Illinois, and they just got smashed the other night. Like, come on now, come on, Coach Coach Oates. Like, but, but before you try to call out Coach K. Make sure your resume is, is legit because now he called them out because, you know, Coach K came out and said that these, these boys need need a break from for, for their mental capacity or their, their, their mental health, I should say. And because, because they lost against Michigan State and they lost against Illinois, you know, the coach came after him. I'm like, now, I've already said that them having them not having the camera crazies, crazies does make a difference. However, I'm never going to be like, well, Coach K don't Coach K don't know what's best for his players or something like that, or I'm not going to call him out. 
because of it. I, 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 for me, all I stated was the fact that that them not having Cameron Crazies is different, and teams gonna, uh, teams are not going to have to worry about going against the Cameron Crazies when they when they come in the Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's it. Doesn't mean that what Coach K came out and said is wrong. I mean, we all need a, a mental break from what we deal with mentally. We all need a break from it. So these these boys who are in school, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, who, who d- can't go home, but we push this college basketball thing on them, and they, I'm pretty sure they want to see their families. So and even in that retrospect, Coach K, you know, canceled their, their their non-conference games, the rest of the non-conference schedule, which is only two games left, and they're just going to focus on playing in conference, which is fine, no big deal. However, like, you, you calling out him for, for whatever reason, and, bruh, you, you just got to the SEC. Let me see what you do against Kentucky first before you start talking. Last I checked, y'all haven't been able to beat Kentucky. Probably wasn't able to beat Georgia when they had uh, Anthony Edwards. But that's here nor there. Anyway, Luca Garza, going to get back to him, is setting himself apart from the rest of the pack as far as being the um, best college basketball player for the, for this upcoming year. With the pandemic, like, I think he chooses a half, which he's going to dominate and let the team do the rest. Now, I was not a, a bad team watching, but I, I might add that too. But Luca Garza... Him going against North Carolina, they got a bunch of bigs. The way he was able to dominate. Well, I'm going to say dominate, but he played well. But North Carolina got three or four big men over there, and he was able to do what he does. So I'm I'm, I'm not even mad at him. Luca Garza is probably going to be player of the year. I don't see nobody that's really challenging him. Um, maybe the kid at Gonzaga – Tilly or Kispert, maybe one of them might challenge him, but but yeah, I don't see nobody messing with Luca Garza. So I mentioned in the beginning Casey Goodwin had a sandwich in his pocket and not a gun. Because again, like I said, the police officers said that he, he fit a description. But what what is this description that he looked like? You know, all blacks don't look alike. Although it's always a running joke about different ethnic backgrounds that uh, different colors, they all look the same. We can say the same thing for whites, uh, Hispanics, I mean, I'm sorry, Latino descent. Any any race, Middle Eastern or Arabic, you know, we, we, we could all say stuff like that, you know, they all look the same. But it's not, it's not always true. So whatever the, the description was, find it hard to believe that he fit a description and you thought he had a gun which really was just a sandwich like my police today and again let me say this all police officers are not bad I gotta say that all police officers are not bad but it has to be something that these police officers are just shooting first asking questions later and then they want then they want to be put on administrative leave and be like, oops, oop, my bad, I'm sorry. No, no. Kill your butt to jail. I don't care. Kill your butt to jail. The the justice system should not be for just us as blacks or brown or whatever that any other race that's not white. So I think that's crazy. Like, who are the police officers? He need, he need to be in jail. He need to be behind bars. And that's that. So the NBA, preseason games are underway. Um, really not going to see a whole lot. I watched a couple of games, did a little studying, so to speak, of whatever it is you want to call it. And, you know, you, you really won't be able to really know how good teams are, probably until – Probably, probably until February when teams get a chance to mesh with each other. Um, watch Golden State, you know, all of those guys before, you know, didn't they didn't have a chance to play with Steph Curry. 
So Golden State is a team to watch. They they may get a bottom seed. I'm not sure. So we just gotta wait and see. Um, I watched a few teams. You know, the Lakers look good without AD and LeBron playing, but you know it's a different kind of beast once the season start. I mean, everybody just really trying to get them leg get their legs under themselves. So I haven't had a chance to watch Miami yet, but. You know, we'll see. Also, Paul George signs a four-year, $190 million deal. I don't think he deserves it. I mean, now I'm never going to say, you know, I'm not going. I'm never going to tell a player, don't get your money. They're going to pay you that. Take it. But in my honest opinion, I don't think he deserved it because you, you – Paul George reminds me of – I'm trying to think of a player from the past. Okay, Paul George reminds me of, and I'm, and this is no slight on 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 this person, but I'm gonna say Paul George reminds me of Charles Barkley, so to speak, so to speak, in a sense that, you know, he's good, but he'll never win the championship. And for Bar- Barkley, was way better. He just ran into Jordan. And let's see who else in the West ran into the Rockets, ran into Seattle, ran into Utah, and in the East when he was in, when, we, when he played with the Sixers, Barkley ran into Magic, ran into Bird. Well, actually, no, he didn't. They didn't go to the finals, but he definitely ran into Bird, ran into the Pistons. You know, so still ran into Jordan. So there were a lot of, you know, teams, but Paul, and Charles Barkley is way better than Paul George. I'm just, I'm just that's the closest comparison I could think of, as far as him being good but not never going to win the championship, and that could change. But I'm interested to see what the Clippers do this year by keeping Paul George. For the long term, obviously he wants to stay in L.A. Um, because his family is there. I truly believe he he re, he re, um, it did did the extension only for the sake of his mother, so he can be closer to her, which is understandable. Again, I'm I'm not saying don't get your money, Paul George. I'm saying, in my opinion, and some others will say the same thing that you don't don't deserve it. But you know, they paying it. Hey, take it. Somebody decided to to uh, pay me to be on ESPN or something like that for for, for uh, I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's say five years, ten million dollars. I would do it in a heartbeat. It's better than what I'm doing now. So, but that's that. So, what teams did good during the off season? Well, got to start off with the Lakers. Got us, yeah, definitely the Lakers did good. Um, Phoenix did good as well. When I, the Lakers did good because they got Montrez Harrell, Mark Gasol, and they got Dennis Schroeder, who's probably going to be a starter. I would prefer him to come off the bench. That's just my opinion because he plays better off the bench. And that, I mean, he can still get starter minutes. I just, he looked better playing off the bench when he was in OKC, even when he was in Atlanta. Um, Phoenix did good by getting CP3 and I forgot what other pieces they added, but they, they're going to be good even with them losing Kelly Oubre. I think Golden State will be formidable. I'm not going to say that they did good. Well, they would have been all right if Clay didn't get hurt, right? So we know this. If Clay Thompson doesn't go down, they don't get Kelly Oubre. Um, teams that regress, gotta say Denver. I think Denver regressed something. Um, I mean, and because you 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 losing defense and Tory Craig and Jeremy Grant. I mean, now I'm I'm believing that Michael Porter is gonna be this score that we've all that we've all thought he was gonna be before his back injury, and I was on the fence 
by Michael Porter being the number one player coming out of high school, I was like, I I'm, I'm wasn't impressed. I'll be honest. I'll be the first to say I was not impressed. But watching him in the bubble, man, that jump shot is so wet. That That's a basketball terminology when you say somebody's jump shot is wet. Um, they, they basically have a good jump shot. So I was – I was impressed during the bubble watching him shoot, and he 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 got that that as another terminology I like to use. He got that butter baby, that butter baby. Anyway, <laughs> so another team that I thought regressed is Milwaukee. Um, yeah, they got Drew Holiday, but I don't think that's enough. And will Giannis sign long term? Who knows. Guess we just gotta wait and see. Um, I don't. I don't see them doing any. I mean, they could potentially get the number one seed again, and probably run into a buzzsaw like they did against Miami, like they did against Toronto two years ago. It's just, you know, not what we're accustomed to seeing out of Milwaukee, especially when you got. I don't. I'm not saying he's the best player in the league, but. He, he's he's a top five. I give him top five. So, um, yeah, that's that. The latest on James Harden. Uh, it's uh, real simple. He don't he don't want to be. He don't want to be in uh he don't want to be in Houston, even with them getting even with them getting John Wall and Boogie Cousins. He still want out. So. Mm. Well, by James Harden, you 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 in the same category with Paul George. Even even Kobe said it. Playing the style the way Harden plays, they'll never win a championship. It, it's a fact. You can have the ball like that all you want, do all the dribbling, and put up fifty million threes, and it won't it won't bring no ring. So you want to go to a championship contending team. If if you go to Brooklyn, you're not gonna be able to handle the ball like you want to. If you go to Milwaukee, you're not gonna be able to handle the ball like you want to. If you go to, I don't know who's else even out there worth mentioning. Uh, Philadelphia, well, I, I think maybe in Philadelphia you may get that chance, but they're not gonna win the championship with you there. Oh yeah, and Philly also did did make some good moves during off season as well. So, also the NBA came out with its top players, with its top players in the league, according to I believe it's NBA.com. I'm not sure exactly, but the top players based on rank going into this season: number one, the King LeBron James; number two, Anthony Davis; number three. Giannis Antetokounmpo, try saying that name fast five times. Number four, Luka Doncic. Number five, Kawhi Leonard. Number six, Kevin Durant. Number seven, Dame, Damian Lillard. Number eight, Stephen Curry. Number nine, James Harden. Number 10, Nik- Nikola Jokic. Yes, I did say it right. Um, My thoughts on it. Um, I don't see anything wrong with the the ten players that are on there. I would switch up. I would definitely put Dame in the top five. Like I would put him ahead of Kawhi Leonard. I would. I would. I would probably say LeBron, Anthony, AD, the Greek Freak, Luca, Dame Dollar, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden, and the, and the Joker. Um, a lot of people say that Joel Embiid should should have been on the list, and he's not a bad player. Joel Embiid, he, I, I think a lot of people are saying that because he's a lot better on defense than the Joker. So, I don't, excuse me, I don't knock that. I don't knock that at all. So. Now that the season will be starting, the season will be starting next week. Wait, what today is? Mm-hmm. It'll be starting 
next Tuesday. And, you know, obviously the Warriors and the Nets are playing and the Lakers and the Clippers are playing. Opening night. Can't wait to see it. Although I'll probably be at work. So I'll record it and watch it the day after. So who do I think will make the playoffs that didn't make it last year? I believe the Wizards will make it out the East. And I don't think the Suns will make it. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Suns. The Magic. Just not. I think they're going to regress a lot. Because a lot of teams are doing better in the East. And with the acquisition of Westbrook and Bradley Beal playing together, it's going to be interesting. Don't forget about Bertans, who just signed a four-year, I think, $90 million deal. In the West, man, you got to say Phoenix. The Pelicans could probably make it in. The Warriors. And if... If Harden leaves, I I just don't see the Rockets or even the Thunder getting getting in, getting into the playoffs. Chris Paul ain't there. Chris Paul had them boys ready, had them boys playing. So yeah, I just don't see the Rockets, especially if Harden leaves. Now the Rockets could still make the playoffs, but that means someone else is gonna drop off. Memphis, I don't know. People people have game tape on John Morant now. But that don't mean they can stop him either. I just think with the Pelicans having a healthy Zion and there are no minute restrictions on him, the, I believe the Pelicans will definitely make it. If Chris Paul does what he does, do what does what he did in, in OKC to Phoenix, they'll be in the playoffs for sure. Because Devin Booker can out can flat out score. And they went undefeated in the bubble. They was the only team, I believe, that went undefeated in the bubble. They were 8-0 and still didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, that's the nature of the jungle. Or, as I say, the nature of the beast. So, I was looking on Facebook, and there was a post about People are upset, or shall I say guys were upset that Wiz Khalifa kissed his son on the lips. Now, his son is like seven years old. And a lot of guys were like, kiss him on the forehead or on the cheek, not on the lip, right? Because culture says that men can't kiss their sons. And I'm not saying in a sexual way. I'm like, if my son decides to kiss me on the lips, I'm not going to be like, ugh, don't do that, son. No, you want your son or sons to be vulnerable with your dad. Now, if he's doing it at 16, then you can have a different conversation with him. But he's seven. You know, how many how many other dads are actually spending time with their children or choosing not to spend time with their children? Because there's a lot of single mothers out there. Ain't nobody talking about it. So, I, I think people really just need to chill out with this whole mean is supposed to have, be this, have this strong exterior texture about ourselves. And we have to be masculine at all times. We can't show no vulnerability. We can't show no emotions. We can't do this. We can't do that. Stop. Stop. I'll be the first to tell you I'm I'm very secure in my masculinity. But at the same time, I have to be vulnerable with my children. I have to be vulnerable with my wife. I have to show them that I care about how they feel about things. Now, granted, I don't want them to always be in their feelings or be wrapped up in their emotions because I'm teaching them to well, my oldest daughter, I'm teaching her to operate in the spirit. That's a whole nother conversation for another day and time. But I'm I'm te- I'm trying to teach her that, you know, if something doesn't go your way, you don't necessarily have to you don't necessarily have to cry about it. However, you I mean, you you still have to show them like I'm like let I'm I'm gonna give an example. Say for instance, my oldest daughter does something and she's upset about it. 
or and I say I raise my voice. You know, after after we both calm down, I will I will go to her and say, you know, I do apologize for yelling, but I don't apologize for what I said, and and I and I didn't say something to make her feel less than. It was just because I yelled that kind of hurt her pride, her ego, whatever the case may be. But as a as a man, I have to be able to talk softly to her so she understands that I only yelled because you were not listening. But I do not take back what I, what I said. I do apologize for me yelling, but I don't apologize for what I said. And I has to be presented in a way where she's comfortable, where she feels safe because, yes, you know, daddy's going, daddy is the security, he's the strong arm, whatever. But you have to, you have to show some compassion. Well, not some, you have to show compassion, period, to your children. So, even with my youngest daughter, she, she's a, she's a little rough around the edges, but yet she's loving. So, she, she, she sometimes thinks that I'm, I'm, I'm her husband. I tell her, no, I'm, ma I'm married to mommy. <laughs> it's the funniest thing, but she was like, and so sometimes um, she'll take off my uh, my wedding ring, and she'd be like, Daddy, will you marry me? No, baby, I'm already married. <laughs> I'm already married. I can't do that, you know. But, you know, you have to show the side of you that, that you, you have to show that soft side of you. So your children can understand that daddy's not always this rough guy. You know, he's 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 sensitive. He actually cares about how I feel and things like that. So if a, a father who's active in his child's life, who's a young child, even at seven, if 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 his son says, Daddy, give me a kiss, and that's the only way he knows how to do that, you know, as he gets older. He can explain to her, and then you know, most by, by the time he becomes a teenager, he ain't gonna want to do that anyway. So, but for, for the time, you know, let let children be children, let fathers be fathers, and stop making everything so sexual. Everything is not sexual. Some things are done in compassion. All right, that's my soapbox for that. Week fourteen of the NFL. Thursday night game did not go as planned for Cam and the Patriots. They lost 24-3. to um, It was not a good look. The Rams defense is probably one of the top five defenses in the league right now. And I was impressed about what I saw. Also, the Texans lost to the Bears 7-36. to It was ugly for the Texans. Like, Deshaun Watson don't even have nobody to throw the ball to. And there was some post about Mitch Trubisky uh, saying that he had a better day than than Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I'm like, dude, you're the number two overall pick, and you got benched after y'all were undefeated because you played horrible. Stop it. Bears fans, yeah. Y'all haven't done well in picking, picking good draft picks anyway. So, but that's for another conversation. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Yes. Cowboys won 30-7. I know it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not a big deal. I know it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati, everybody can beat Cincinnati unless you play the Jets. Then Cincinnati can beat the Jets. However, but Cowboys won 30-7. Uh, Cowboys capitalized on, on three turnovers in the first half, and that kind of really sealed it for them. Also, the Chiefs. Beat the Dolphins 33-27 in a, in a day where Pat Mahomes didn't play his best game. He threw three interceptions, but he, he still he still made it count because he, he, threw, he threw two touchdowns. One of them was to Tyreek Hill, who seems to get past the defense every time. I never seem to understand it. Like, how does he get behind the defense? And it's the same thing with Tyler Lockett. It's the same thing with DK Metcalf. You know, it's the same thing with Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay. Like, these guys just seem to get behind the defense. How does it happen? I don't know. But it needs to be fixed. Also, the Seahawks trampled the New York Jets. 
it was about time that the team actually took them out instead of just keeping the game close and allowing them to stay in the game. But Russell Wilson had a had a had a good game, especially for me in fantasy. Twenty one out of twenty seven, two hundred six yards passing, four touchdowns, one pick. But you know, it happens. So, but yeah, that that game was over with early and often. And the Buccaneers won a game against the Minnesota Vikings, 26-14. Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady yesterday. Um, So, you know, let's hope it – let's hope it continues. I hope they win out. The Colts beat the Raiders 44-27. The game was over with from the opening kickoff. Just going to call it like that. Um, The Cardinals beat the Giants. 26-7, 26-7, which it actually gave the Washington football team a chance to possibly win the division. I know the Cowboys are not going to win it unless they win out. And it's possible. Like, all things are possible. Like, like the Reds, the, I'm sorry, I'm about to say the Redskins. The Washington football team could lose the last three games. The Giants could lose the last three games. The who else in oh the Eagles could lose the last three games and the Cowboys could win them all and bam Cowboys in the playoffs it's just, it's it's crazy like no one wants to win the NFC East but it looked like the Washington Football Team does want to win it. Uh, Chase Young had a fumble recovery and ran it for a touchdown. By the way, that's a big dude. Like, there's no way he should be running that fast to be that big. It's it's almost scary. Like he he's almost like a cheat code too, right along with uh Derrick Henry, which they won last night, yesterday I should say. Derrick Henry, like like they they, they need a they need a lead for him. Like I said, Pat Mahomes, um, DK Metcalf, Derrick Henry. You, you can even, you can insert Chase Young also. Like they need a lead just for those certain players because that's not even fair. Derrick Henry. 26 rushes for 215 yards, two touchdowns. And, I mean, dude, the dude comes off as a nice guy. But on the field, I'm not lining up against him. I'm not even going to try to tackle him. I'm going to just lay down. I'm not even going to attempt it. I feel like even if I try to trip him up, he may still recover and still run it. Um, this, uh, the Eagles – Beat the Saints 24-21, Jalen Hurts' first start. Um, the Saints didn't look like themselves. Obviously, Drew Brees is not there, so it's a big difference. It's actually their first loss in the last two years since Brees has been hurt. Um, Jalen Hurts has some has some decent numbers. Um, 17 for 30, 167 yards passing, one touchdown, and he had 106 yards rushing. So he, he played well. He played well. Oh, I forgot to mention Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, 20, 20 carries for 150 yards rushing, one touchdown. And y'all need to start putting some respect on that on Jonathan Taylor's name. Two years in a row at Washington, he rushed for over 2,000 yards, and he wasn't even mentioned to be a Heisman finalist. And I think that's so unfair because you're giving it to people based on them being in the playoff. Now, granted, last year – he wasn't going to get it because Joe Burrow played his butt off. I'll say that. However, the year before that, he should have won it. Get him, get him man his respect. I, I hope he keeps balling. I hope he keeps balling. In the Sunday night game, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost another one. They lost to the Bills 15-26. Um, defenses played well on both sides of the ball. It was just Deontay Johnson, bruh. I think I think you need to get them DeAndre Hopkins gloves. Maybe that help. That, maybe that help you hold on to the ball because there was no way you should have dropped those passes. No one was gonna touch you had you caught it. You just had to come up with the catch, and it was it looked bad. It was like up. Oh, I think it's gonna be one of them nights for the Steelers after those. I think two or three drop passes he had. Like you need to call DeAndre Hopkins, ask him where he get his gloves from. Get those gloves, those exact gloves, or the multiple, multiple gloves. 
excuse me. <clears throat> so the Ravens and the Browns tonight on Monday Night Football. Who am I picking? Um, I'm gonna just throw Week One out the door. Just gonna throw it out the door, and just gonna try to see. You know, this will be a big test for the Cleveland Browns because you know. Cleveland has been beating the teams like Cincinnati and stuff like that. And, you know, and they beat Tennessee barely. They let them back in the game, which I think you shouldn't have done. Um, but this this will be the real test. And I'm going to actually pick Cleveland to win this game. Actually going to pick Cleveland. But I'm, you know, like the score, the score will probably be like, like, Cleveland's going to have to score to put pressure on Lamar Jackson and have to throw the ball. So, I'm going to say Cleveland, 31, Baltimore, 21. That's my prediction. That doesn't mean I'm a Browns fan, y'all. I'm just giving a prediction. So, now with a few games left, what does the playoff picture look like? Well, it looks like the Chiefs are going to have the number one seed. I don't I don't see them losing no more. Um, in the NFC, the Packers may um, may uh, sew up the number one seed over there um, for the NFC. So that's about it. Other teams, you know, uh, really trying to jack for a position to see who can make it. All right, college football week fifteen. Man, there were couple of upsets as I mentioned and I'm going to talk about the Navy Army game real quick um every year since me and my wife have been together since we've been together uh we have a a rivalry so to speak or we become a house divided um because she was in the army I was in the Navy so it's, for her it's always go Army beat Navy and for me go Navy beat Army and you know you know, every every year we always be like, ugh, we can't stand you. I can't stand you or whatever. Just jokingly. Trust me, we love each other. Otherwise, we wouldn't be together. Um, So, Army won 15-0. And I just told him, man, you get your little bragging rights for the for the year. We'll, we'll be back next year. And it was the same thing last year. So, but I had to tell her that, um, that the Navy has an all-time winning record against them, so it's no big deal. Like, we can give y'all a couple of wins to make y'all feel good. And she was like, pull it up, Google it. And I pulled it up, and sure enough, Navy has the all-time, not well, between those two teams, um, the Navy has a, a better record. I think it's 61-52-7. and seven. So, yeah, go Navy. We'll be back next year. No biggie. Also, um... Game of the week, I thought, which I thought would have been a better game, turned out to be a, a slaughtering. The number 17 North Carolina Tar Heels beat the number 10 Miami Hurricanes 62 to 26. Yes, 62 to 26. The Tar Heels, like Sam Howell, the quarterback, he didn't even have to do a whole lot. Because his his only job was to just hand the ball off. And did he ever? Did he ever? Um, I think the Tar Heels rushed for almost four uh they rushed for five hundred and forty four yards. Michael Carter rushed twenty four rushes for three hundred and eight yards rushing, two touchdowns, and Javante Williams, twenty three rushes for two hundred and thirty six yards and three rushing touchdowns. I mean, every time you looked up, either one of them was Running it down the throats of the Hurricanes. And I was just like, whoever the the defensive line coach for the Hurricanes, um, it's time for you to update their resume, bruh. The linebackers, linebackers coach, it's time for you to update their resume, bruh. Because it got bad and it got bad in a hurry. Also, the USC Trojans won. The men of Troy won. 43-38 against the UCLA Bruins. The Trojans are ranked 15 in the country. 
I don't know what's up with USC where they keep playing these games where they have to come back and win it in the end. I mean, but that game was a rivalry game, and so that's kind of what you expect. Also, the LSU Tigers won against the number six Gators, 37-34. The kicker for Florida kick went wide left, and that actually pushes the Gators out of the contention of the football playoff. Um, do they still have a chance? Probably not. No, no. From what I've watched, no two win, no two lost team has ever been in the playoff. And I don't think it should start this year. But everybody's been saying, you know, hey, it's 2020. Anything can happen. <laughs> That's true. So if if the Gators can beat Alabama, which I highly doubt, because teams have not even been close to beating them, um, we just got to wait and see. Um, and shout out to – to Max Johnson, he played a very good game. Who For y'all who don't know who Max Johnson is, his dad is Brad Johnson, former quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also has a Super Bowl ring. And he played, I think, maybe 12, 13 years in the league. He was formidable. That, oh, he also played in Minnesota, too. I do remember that. Um, so, yeah, he played a good game. Kyle Trask. Didn't have his best game, but I still think he's a front runner for Heisman. The number nine Georgia Bulldogs won 49-14 against the Missouri Tigers. Um, I didn't catch a lot of that game, but I know that Georgia kind of ran all over the place on them too. So Utah State football team canceled their game because the players voted to set out because of their president, Noel Cockett made comments about their interim coach, Frank Mailer, um, because he's Polynesian and he's a seven-day Adventist. And I don't know the I don't know what religion the president is, but you should definitely be careful on what you say, how you say it, because just because, again, and I've said this before, just because someone doesn't agree with you or, yeah, just because someone doesn't agree with you don't mean you should spew hate or have a dislike for them or disdain for them. So the player's like, nah, we're not going to play because he, he's an interim coach. You know, usually interim coach means, you know, he's just filling in for the coach that got fired. And they, they, the coach could either be the head coach or they're going to replace him with someone else. So also – Speaking of getting fired, Coach Malzahn got fired. Kevin Sumlin got fired at Arizona. And, yes, Tom Herman is coming back for another year. Do you hear the excitement in my voice? Me either. Kevin Sumlin got fired because they he, – he, I don't think he was a good fit in Arizona. But, you know, he's going to get another job, so I'm not worried about that. But after them getting trampled – 70 to 7 to Arizona State, but Arizona State got a Hall of Fame coach. He was a Hall of Fame player, too, Herm Edwards. And his coaching staff are former former NFL players. So they, they know the game. Not, not, not to say that Kevin Sumlin is, you know, is less than anything like that. It's just Tom Herman had them boys ready. And it was a rivalry game as well. But 70 to 7? 70 to 7. Jeez. Jeez. Whew. Man. On time, you, you see that is probably when you're playing somebody, playing a computer on Madden. <laughs> anyway, uh, switch to baseball now. Dave Dombrowski is the president of. Uh, president of baseball operations for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he has two World Series rings. He helped the Florida Marlins get their first one in 97. I remember that year. He played the Yankees. And the 2018 Phillies, uh, not Phillies, I'm sorry, the Red Sox when he helped them get it in 2018. Um, so he, he's coming to Philadelphia. Let's see if he can bring another ring there. Uh, we just got to wait and see. He And for him, he, he's all about spending money. 
and he's all about trying to get championships. So let's see what happens in Philly. Oh, let's see if they try to add a couple more pieces to help Bryce Harper. Let's hope Bryce Harper's in at the batting cage trying to get it together because he had a less than stellar year the last couple of years, actually. Just going to wait and see. Also, the Cleveland Indians are taking the Indians off of their name, and they haven't decided on a new name yet. But they're following suit what the Washington football team did. So just got to wait and see what they what they call themselves. I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think of a, a, t- a nickname to call the Cleveland. Like, I don't, I don't know, the Cleveland Blue Bloods. No, that may scare some people off. Got the Cavaliers. You got the Cleveland Browns. You got Blue. Yeah, Blue Bloods. There. Just gave a name for it. So, boxing. All right. Shakur Stevenson won by unanimous decision. I really like him as a boxer. And not to mention, um, Jay Prince from Rap Live Records is, um, endorses him or represents him. So, I like that as well. Shakur Stevenson got a Houston connection. Um, he 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 he's a great thinker in the ring, and I know he wants to be compared to the uh, the other greats. And I believe his time will come. I definitely believe his time is coming. He he will be one of the pound for pound boxers in the future. Also, Anthony Joshua knocked out Pulev. Kubrat Pulev, I think that's how you say his name, knocked him out in the ninth round. He knocked him down a few times, but he knocked him, completely knocked him out in the ninth round to make sure he didn't get back up. Now let's hope that with Anthony Joshua knocking out Pulev that he gets Tyson Fury. You know, like I'm all about seeing the the big names fight each other, not, you know, these riffraff with the exception of um, Jose Ruiz, who knocked out Anthony Joshua. I did not see that coming, by the way, but it happened. Also, Edgar Berlanga, 16 first-round knockouts. He did it again. It was getting Ulysses Sierra. Didn't even stand a chance. Like, that kid is scary in the ring. He he ain't Mike Tyson esque just yet, with the knockouts yes, but he 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 does leave himself open. But you know you you worried about protecting yourself so you don't get hit by one of one of his uh his his right uppercut or his right hook or his right uh straight shot, like that dude is gonna be good. So man, what is up with all these versus battles like? I know this pandemic, we need some kind of entertainment. We need this, we need that. Um, this past weekend, excuse me, that was a Keisha Cole one versus a Shanti. Um, me pausing is how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Me pausing is how I feel about it. Um, was not impressed, even though I didn't watch it. I just read I just read the comments on Facebook. Like, why? Why have them? Number one, the first off, Ashanti can't really sing. I mean, and at some point you're gonna get old and no one's gonna wanna look at your body anymore. And she had the audacity to get upset because she was dancing on some guy. Guy gave her money and she had the audacity to say, I'm not a stripper. Well, if you were dressed like one, you wouldn't be considered that. I'm just saying. But people actually watched watch the battle, like, and I'm like, ugh, I would have never watched that. Like, you couldn't have paid me to watch that. I have a couple of final thoughts, and I'm going to get out of here. So, the other day when I was at work, there was a, a guy playing hip-hop music or whatever. And, and, of course, I've known this for years. Uh, they they love our culture, love our music. You know they they want to they want to be like Mike, they want to be like LeBron, they want to do this and do that, but they hate our struggle. 
that that's crazy. Craziest thing. They, they they love all the good stuff, but hate but hate the bad stuff. Like they they hate talking about slavery. You know they don't want to talk about us being oppressed. They don't want to talk about this and that. Oh, that's just ugh. But rap music though, and I'm like, come on. Like this guy literally was in his car trying to get me to jam with him, talking about eight 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 eight. And I shook my head like, no. Nah, we, we, we are not the same. I don't even listen to that music. All the music I listen to is Christian hip-hop or gospel music. That is it. And, and I'm even selective about who I listen to with that as well. So, yeah. If you're going to love the culture, love the struggle too. Stand, stand, you know, stand in the front when we're fighting for equality because we're still trying to fight for equality now. I mean, just take a look at the justice system. Also, Jimmy's Jimmy Butler's mother kicked him out at 13. And now, obviously, he's a all-star, um, making good money. And, and I'm saying his biological mother kicked him out the house at 13. So now he's, I believe his net worth is anywhere between 30 to 40, $40 million dollars. Obviously, him signing a contract in Miami to go to Miami. Um, should 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 he take care of her? Um, I'm I'm kind of on the fence with that about should he take care of her because when he had nobody else is when you got rid of him. Now, there's a lot. You know, we don't know what he did or why or anything like that, but he's 13. And you're kicking him out. That means he has to try to grow up fast and try to do things on himself. That, that's why Jimmy Butler will always get my respect on the court. I don't know what he does off the court. Um, but that dude is, it has a never give up, never die mentality. And I think he got that from him being kicked out at 13. 13, why would you kick a child out at 13? I'm, I, I don't think there's nothing that is horrible in the world for a parent to kick a 13-year-old out the house. There's nothing in this world. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything. There's absolutely nothing in this world that you need to kick your child out. Now, if he decides to take care of you, that's great. That that shows he he's forgiving you. But take care of him. I would put her in a nice house, give her a nice car, make sure her bills are paid, but I wouldn't physically give her money, if that makes sense. Like, I would, yeah, pay, make sure, her, make sure it's a nice house, make sure the bills are paid, Things like that. Give her a nice car so she don't have to worry about that. She can put her own gas in the car. But to take care to what she doesn't want for anything, mm, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if my mother did that to me and then I, you know, made stupid money or whatever, that I would be, be like, oh, okay, I'm going to take care of you. No, I'll be a little more reluctant to do that. So, if he chooses to take care of it, great. If he doesn't, you know, that's his decision. Also, the last one, and then I'm getting out of here. Um, so, shout out to Tara Vandermeer, Vanderveer. I'm sorry. She is the head coach of the women's Stanford basketball team. She is tied with Pat Summit for all-time wins in women's basketball. That is big. That is big. Because uh, Pat Summit was a, definitely a pioneer in women's college basketball. And for Mrs. Vanderveer to tie her is a big accomplishment. And if you ever watch Stanford basketball, especially if you're from Houston, you know that the Aguma K sisters, both of them went to Stanford. Straight out of Sapphire High School, Houston, Texas. Um, Chine and Neka Aguma K played at Stanford, so... They definitely attribute, contributed to some of those wins. Um, again, of course, y'all know the music that I play, I don't own the rights to them. 
So the song that was played was this Christmas, Chris Brown version, of course. And I kind of like this song, No Knock on Donnie Hathaway. I like his version too, but I just like Chris Brown version better. Um, no Knock on Anyone Else Who Sings This Christmas, uh, their version or whatever. But I really like that one. So this your boy, Daydrin. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. And until we talk again, well, until I talk to y'all and y'all listen, man, again, always be safe. Take care of your family. You know, love on one another. It's, it's, it's enough hate in the world going on. Love on one another. Talk to you later. Peace.